Hey friends, it's Rochelle Renee, and this is episode 85 of Faith Fitness Joy, Strategies to Break Your Weight Loss Plateau. I've been talking about weight loss plateau for the past few weeks, specifically the biological and psychological reasons behind weight loss plateaus, and today I'm sharing some strategies that you can use to finally bust through that weight loss plateau and get back on track towards your goal. So, If you've missed the last few episodes, go back and check those out. Otherwise, join me today as I discuss strategies that will help you break your weight loss plateau. This is Faith Fitness Joy, and my name is Rochelle Renee. Are you struggling to lose weight, love yourself, and reconnect to who you truly are? Do you wish for more energy and happiness? And do you seek a deeper connection to God, or maybe to grow spiritually? As a single mom working in a demanding full-time job, I felt exactly like this. I struggled with anxiety, depression, and I was in adrenal burnout. I felt like a shell of myself. I was working over 60 hours a week. I was stressed out and spread too thin. I was overweight and I struggled with body dysmorphia. I knew I had to do something really fast so that I could be a better version of me for my kids. Fortunately, I found the way back to myself. I regained my health. I lost weight, I transformed my mindset, and I found healing. Now, my mission is to help other high-performing moms accomplish the same. Faith Fitness Joy is all about achieving health of the mind, body, and soul. If you're ready to lose weight or get fit, improve your nutrition, and step into the happiest, healthiest, highest version of yourself, then Faith Fitness Joy is the podcast for you. episode 85 of Faith Fitness Joy. My name is Rochelle Renee. I am so excited to be here with you today, especially with this being my 85th episode of Faith Fitness Joy. Um, If you're not already, uh, go ahead and make sure that you subscribe and like and follow the podcast and or the blog so you can catch every episode and post whenever they're uh, up and available. Uh, Otherwise, you can also join me here on uh, my Facebook page to catch it live if you like. Uh, And before we get started today, I just have a couple quick announcements um, of some things that I've got going that I'm really excited to share with everyone. Um, So first is that right now I'm offering a free 30-day training program, um, 100% free, super amazing value. It's worth over $1,000. You're going to get 30 days of training for uh, free. And um, it's going to include access to my free trainer app. It's going to include... Uh, nutrition plan, so you'll get everything you need for um, how to eat while you're doing the 30-day training program, as well as some training classes and access to a Facebook community uh, full of other uh, women and moms that are also working towards their health, wealth, and and happiness, um, and also their mindset. Um, So I got that going on. And also right now, I am enrolling for a uh, It's called Podcast Like a Pro. Uh, It's a six-week training course to get you all set with everything you need to get ready and launch your very own podcast. Um, So everything that I've learned along the way in uh, having this podcast, including how to 
you know, hone in on what you want to talk about, your audience, everything that you need to know in terms of the logistics and some of the basics and foundations for starting a podcast, as well as the tech. Um, so it's going to include training on all the things you need to know to be able to record your own episodes, also to make videos. And uh, publishing, and hosting your podcast, so everything you need to know. So the beauty of this training is that over the course of six weeks, um, you're going to be doing everything that you need to do. You're basically going to be creating your podcast as you go. So when we're done with the training, all you need to do is pick a date that you want to start publishing your podcast and when you want to launch it. So, and then you can get it out there and uh, get started with your podcast. So it's a really great opportunity. It's a really great price. Um, I will include the link to that in the comments as well as for the 30-day training program if you want to check either of those out. And I will also have the links in the episodes. So I just wanted to mention those two things really quick because they are both really great opportunities depending on uh, what your goals are uh, and if you're interested in getting your own podcast up and running. So with that, um, today we are continuing our conversation uh, around weight loss plateau, right? I know this is something that if you have not yet, you will at some point in your weight loss journey run into a weight loss plateau. Uh, it's something I think a lot of us, you know, that is, you know, like, how do I get past this? Why, why is this happening? What can I do to, you know, continue making progress forward? So today I'm breaking down how you can break that weight loss plateau uh, and as I mentioned, we've been talking about this in depth the last couple of weeks. So last week we talked about the biological factors that can be contributing to it. And the week before that, we talked about the psychological factors. So if you haven't had a chance, go check those out because uh, it's really helpful to understand those um, to really kind of help you guide, help guide you through what strategies might work best for you um, in trying to break that plateau. So um, today we're digging into the actual strategies and different things that you can do to break your plateau. So I'm going to talk about eight different types of strategies you can try. So first we'll talk about caloric cycling. Second, we'll talk about macro adjustments. Um, we'll talk about intermittent fasting, nutrient timing, um, things like upping your fiber intake, um, making sure you're hydrated, and assessing your snacking habits, and then also um, talk a little bit about supplements. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, so, you know, embarking on a weight loss journey can definitely be like a roller coaster ride. There's lots of ups and downs along the way. It's not really like a linear kind of perfect trajectory, if you will, of progress. Um, and is it, as if that's not enough, uh, most of us will inevitably run into the dreaded weight loss plateau. Um, and that's basically where the scale just doesn't only seem to stop going down, but it seems to take on this almost obstinance in the state of your effort. Um, and it can be really discouraging and frustrating. So if that initial progress that we often have when we start on a weight loss journey will give us like that boost of motivation, running into this weight loss plateau can definitely take the wind out of your sails. Um, and there's a number of reasons that they happen. And as I mentioned, we talked about that in depth in the last couple of weeks. And understanding those is really going to help shed some light on where you might want to focus your efforts in terms of using some of these strategies, like which ones you might want to prioritize first. So I've definitely hit a plateau many times over my decades-long, 
you know, pursuit of fitness and health um, and working towards attaining my own goals in terms of my physique. Uh, and it's definitely one of the most frustrating things I think I've ever experienced in my weight loss journey. Um, and many times it's actually led me to kind of spiral into this little like self-sabotage uh, moments off and on throughout the course of my journey. And that's also led me to gaining some weight back after losing it. And then that had me in this place of just wanting to throw my hands up. Um, and a lot of times when this has happened in the past, my initial reaction was always to just like go harder. I got to do more. I've got to work harder. I got to cut more calories. I got to burn more calories. Um, and little did I know in doing that, I was actually just digging the hole deeper for myself and making it even more difficult for me. And there's a number of reasons for that that's, that especially affect women um, in particular because of the difference in hormones. Uh, but that's kind of a story for another time. And I did touch on that a little bit in some of these other episodes. Um, but one of the reasons I wanted to do kind of this little mini series, if you will, that I've been talking about is to help you kind of help prevent you from running into this, like getting super frustrated and going into that self-punishment mode that I did. Um, because it doesn't really help you. It just kind of makes everything worse. And um, it can actually exacerbate some of the things that are actually causing your plateau uh, if you don't really understand what's causing them. So um, I would just encourage you, if you are experiencing a weight loss plateau, to just take a second, pause, uh, and really go back to some of this information if you're not familiar with it. Just try to understand what's happening with your body and see what your body might be telling you because there's some clues there that can help you with moving forward with this in a way that's going to get you back on that on track to progress versus what I've done and learned the hard way in the past of, you know, making the whole situation kind of worse. Uh, so as I mentioned, going, you know, going into some of these factors is going to give you a better idea of where to focus your efforts moving forward. So Let's look at some of the strategies that you can try uh, based on these different factors that you think might be at play in your particular situation. So the first one uh, is caloric cycling. Now, one of the reasons for hitting plateaus in the first place that we talked about is that your body will kind of like adapt to a certain level of caloric intake. So let's say, well, I mean, I think it's kind of a generally understood rule of thumb that you have to be in some amount of deficit to lose weight, right? So that's mostly for the most part, when we start off on some sort of weight loss effort, that's what we're doing. So your body gets used to that, like sort of base level amount of calories that you're eating as part of whatever diet or nutrition plan you're doing. And as a result, there will get to be a point where it will adapt to it. And then it will start to resist your efforts because it's trying to hold on to your stores, if you will. <laughs> so um, incorporating caloric cycling this is basically where you alternate between higher and lower calorie days, or you're kind of cycling what you're eating um, during the week. Um, and it can help rev your metabolism back up to uh, where it's kind of going back into that fat burning mode. And one of the reasons for that is because you're basically trying to get your body into this state of sort of guessing at what you're doing and not being used to um, or being able to like anticipate uh, a certain base level of intake. Okay. it's kind of like tricking your metabolism. So there's a couple ways that you can do this. One is to simply increase the deficit that you're eating in every couple, like maybe two or three days a week. So let's say 
um, for example, that you're generally eating in a deficit of 1,900 calories a day based on, you know, your exercise level, your activity level, um, and, you know, having understood your base metabolic rate, you know that 1,900 calories is where you can be in a deficit without, like, overdoing it, so to speak. So let's say that's where you at, where you're at. Um, one way that you can do caloric cycling with that is to dip down to say 1700 calories one or two days, or I'm sorry, two or three days a week, um, and see if that doesn't kind of shake things up for you and get you back to where you're starting to see that scale move again. Um, so doing that for a few weeks to see what happens is one thing you can do. Um, and you might also want to add in doing that, you might also want to add one day a week or, um, every couple of weeks maybe, where you're eating at um, your maximum caloric intake. So basically the point at which you're meeting your needs and you're not in a deficit um, or even a little bit above it. And one of the ways you can do this is with like a single meal. Some people call them cheat meals. I like to call them cheat meals. Um, I mean, tomato, tomato, I suppose. But um, it's something you can do every week or every couple weeks. There's actually a number of reasons it can be beneficial. One, it can kind of help you keep your sanity, right? Like, you know, sometimes, especially in the beginning of your weight loss journey, we all kind of get into that, that burn of like just wanting something that's like off limits, right? So there's that. But also that spike in calories um, every one or two weeks can um, be just enough to kind of rev your metabolism back up. Because again, the idea is kind of trying to throw your your body off of off track a little bit so that it gets out of that adaptation and resistance to letting body fat go kind of a mode that happens. Uh, another approach you can take with cycling is to use carb cycling. So you can do like a lower carb and a higher carb um, cycle every week. And so this is something that you would integrate um, if you're using like a macro tracking type of approach for nutrition. Uh, so with this approach, you could take two to three days a week where you're eating in a lower carbohydrate um, or there's different ways of doing it. There's some where you go like lower carb, high carb. There's other cycles where you're doing like a low, moderate and high. Um, so you can look into that. I also have an episode um, that I talked pretty in depth about macro tracking and how to get started with that and what it is. So there's a little bit of more information in that episode if you want to check that out. Um, and but that's a good way to also kind of change it up. So um, one one example is like you might drop your carbohydrate intake to something like 60 to 80 grams a day on these lower carb days, uh, and then cycling back up. Um, on the flip side, when you're doing this, you also generally want to be increasing your fat intake um, while your carbohydrate intake goes down a little bit. Um, generally speaking, you don't want to alter your protein too much, if at all. Um, you want to kind of keep your protein, you know, at that minimum level we've talked about in some of the other episodes around, like, having a minimum target of protein every day. Um, so anyway, check that out if you want to learn more in the macro tracking episode um, about doing that. But it's another way that you can try to like kind of do this cycling approach to see if that will help get you out of that plateau. So the second strategy you can try is macro adjustments. So with macro adjustments, the idea is that you're going to like reassess your macronutrient distribution. So um, if you don't know anything about macros, Basically, you're 
if you're doing macro tracking, you're tracking three different categories of food. You're tracking protein, fat, and carbohydrates. Um, and again, go check out that episode.
research this, you'll find that different people do that differently. But it's a good approach. The other thing here is this is a really good way to help with some of the hormonal impacts that happen, particularly with those two um, hormones we talked about last time. I think it was uh, ghrelin and um, leptin, which are like your satiation and hunger hormones. So this can be a good way to help kind of get those in control. Uh, just kind of a little side note there. So the next um, strategy you can take is nutrient timing. Um, and so the gist of this is to just, like pay attention to when you're eating um, and the timing of certain nutrients or certain macronutrients, if you will. So um, you can look at timing your carbohydrate intake around exercise as one example. Um, that can help you optimize your levels and improve your overall metabolic efficiency. Because after a workout, for example, or before one, it can be helpful um, to um, have a, like maybe a higher amount of carbohydrates than you might have at other times of the day, for example. Uh, and then consuming protein post-workout is also going to be really helpful for you. Um, it's going to help with muscle recovery and just kind of that general idea of like feeding your muscles. So the time of day that you work out is going to come in on well. So for example, I work out first thing in the morning and I do my workout as fast as and then I will usually eat after my workout sometimes. So um, I've tried to do fasted and non-fasted workouts where like I'll have a protein shake or something like that before I do my workouts. But I actually feel better when I don't work out, when I don't eat anything before I work out. Um, I tend to have a better workout. I tend to have more energy through the workout. Um, and I, I don't, I, I'm assuming that has something to do with when I'm getting up and, and doing it earlier in the morning. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other reasons that doing a fasted workout in the morning can be beneficial. Um, again, it's, it's probably too much to try to talk about here, um, but you can look more into that if, you, if you're curious. Um, so, and then I'll, after I work out, it's usually like I'll have something higher protein, higher carb, um, and then I, you know, kind of go about my normal eating after that. Um, but you just, you know, the idea is to kind of pay attention to what works for you um, and especially your energy levels and how you're feeling based on when you're eating certain macronutrients um, and also when your workouts, when you're doing those. So another strategy that you can try is to increase your fiber intake. Uh, this is a good rule of thumb regardless of being in a weight loss plateau. I would say you should be aiming to up your fiber intake and, and hit a certain amount every day no matter what, like whether you're in a plateau or not. Um, because a high, a high fiber diet um, is going to contribute to your overall weight loss efforts in a good, like in a beneficial way. It helps you feel more full. Um, and it also can, and as a result of that, it can help you reduce your overall caloric intake uh, because you're getting stuff that your body can use, which is going to help your body signal that you don't need anything else when we eat stuff that's kind of like empty calories, um, we tend to get hungrier because, and there's all kinds of hormonal things that, that are behind that. Um, and it, your body's not really getting what it can use and what it wants in terms of a nutrition standpoint. So it'll keep signaling you that it's hungry. So fiber can help with that. Um, it also helps to boost your metabolism because it takes more to process and break down things that are higher in fiber. Um, and 
some of the ways you can do this is to include lots of fruit and vegetable and whole grains in your meals um, as a way to boost your fiber content. So one of the things I follow is um, with carbohydrates in particular, I always try to make sure that any carbohydrates I eat in my day-to-day -day have at least three grams of fiber, if not more. Um, I try to find higher fiber. strategy is hydration and making sure that you're well hydrated um, because our body will often signal hunger to us when it's actually thirsty. So um, making sure that you're staying well hydrated is really important to uh, optimize your metabolism and also control your appetite. And it helps with weight loss in a number of other ways. It helps to cleanse your body and your system um, and um, move nutrients throughout your body and all of that. So, I mean, it's really good to, to really drink primarily water if you can get to that point. Um, ideally, you want to consume at least 100 ounces of water every day, if not more than that. Um, I, you know, they also say a good rule of thumb is to target drinking the number of ounces of water a day that is like the same as your body weight, but the caveat there is like up to a point. Um, so, because 168 ounces is a gallon, if you're 164 ounces, I think it is, is a gallon. So keeping that in mind. Um, so there's there's kind of a point that at which you don't need to go beyond that. Um, and all that said, I can I can certainly appreciate how challenging it can be to get to the point of only drinking water um, and not drinking other stuff. I, I hated drinking water at the beginning of my own journey. It really, I had to train myself and it took me about a year, I would say, to get to where I was drinking primarily water. And I actually did a whole episode about this. Um, I think it's like how you can start drinking more water or tips for drinking more water or something like that. So you could check that out and see if that helps you with some Um, okay, so the second strategy is to just look at your snacking habits, because this can be a slippery slope, and it can definitely be one of these, like, um, I don't know what you want to call it, maybe like a blind spot for a lot of us, um, because we, you know, a lot of us fall into this mindless snacking thing, and the evenings in particular, I think, are one of those, one of the, the spots, if you will, that that can happen. Work, too. I remember, like, um, in the afternoons when I was um, working um, like in, when, I, when we still went in the office and stuff, like I would just, I don't know what it was. I would get into this, like just kind of munching. And if I was doing that while I was working, I wasn't paying attention to what I was actually eating. Um, so I had to train myself to not multitask while eating because you don't, it affects how much you eat basically, because you're not, you're not paying attention and you're not tuned into your body. So um, that's one thing to take note of. Also being mindful of portion sizes, it helps to measure your food out, um, at least for your snacks in particular, so that you don't like run into this and end up overeating without realizing how many extra calories you're consuming. Um, nutrient dense snacks are also going to be super helpful with this, like nuts, seeds, Greek yogurt, because it has a lot of protein in it, um, and avoiding the 
the kind of go-to snacks a lot of us are wanting to reach for, like the chips or the candy bars in the afternoon. Um, avoid those um, because they're just, they're going to have you end up eating more um, and not paying attention to how much you're eating. Uh, like I said, many of us have done this and it's, it's sort of this trap that you can fall into. And I have found too that the healthier, you know, the healthy snacks can kind of lead to this a little bit as well. Um, because we get in this mindset like, oh, it's healthy, it's low fat, or it's low carb, or it's high protein, or whatever, whatever it is, right? Um, and so it leads us to think that maybe we don't need to pay as much attention to how much of it we're eating, or we don't need to measure it out because it's healthy. Um, it's low fat or whatever, right? So be mindful of that because you can easily be eating a lot of extra calories that way. Um, just from kind of that thinking and, and that little bit of a trap, I guess, if you will, of the, the healthier snack. So um, one of the things that's really going to help you with help you with this is learning to connect to your body and your body's hunger cues. Um, because it's going to mitigate a lot of this when you're paying attention to your eating. So don't multitask while you're eating. Don't sit in front of the TV and eat a bunch of, you know, snacks. Um, if you're going to have some kind of snack while you're watching TV, pre-prepare it, measure the stuff out, and then bring it in to where you're going to watch TV, for example, so that you don't end up, you know, mindlessly eating the whole bag of whatever it is. Um, also, doing this with your meals is really helpful as well. Learning to um, pay attention to your body's hunger signals and satiation signals um, and learning, learning the distinction between satiation and fullness is very different. Um, and satiation is kind of like it'll feel at first like maybe you could eat a little bit more, but if you give yourself a few minutes, you'll find that you're not hungry anymore. Um, so that's some some helpful things to pay attention to. And this is a, a lot of what I um, include and uh, help with in the, the free 30-day training program I mentioned at the beginning um, and also some of my coaching programs um, around this type of eating approach coupled with the type of food like the nutrient-dense foods. It's going to really help you tune into your body's signals more so you're not like ending up in this overeating type of um, behavior that, a lot of us don't realize that we're doing. So last but not least is look at whether supplements can help you. Um, and this can be all kinds of different things. It can be like whether something might, you might want something to help you with energy levels because maybe you're, um, th that's an issue for you. Um, and there's a number of different things um, like supplement wise that you can look at to help with boosting your energy. It can also help with, um, Maybe you're struggling to get adequate sleep and looking at what might help with that. Um, it could also be if you're having some of the challenges around adrenal burnout and stress and some of the things I've talked about in other episodes, as well as what we went into when we talked about the psychological factors um, that cause us to have a weight loss plateau. Um, so addressing some of that stuff through supplements can be really helpful um, this is something where you might want to talk to your doctor about what might be good, um, or just doing some research and finding out what might be, um, the most helpful for you, um, to, to give a try and just see how it feels. So it's going to be a little bit different for everyone, but there's a number of things out there that you can do through some of these supplements, like even a, a B complex, um, supplement, vitamin B supplements, omega-3 fatty acids, um, 
And then some other things like 5-HTP or SAMe, uh, ashwagandha, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Um, but the and again, look at look look do some research on these and also talk to your physician about what might work for you. But there's a lot of different options out there that can help with some of the stuff that's actually causing you to either have low energy or feeling hungrier than maybe you actually are. So, you know, a lot of times we don't realize how much our hormones come into play with this stuff. And when we can get some supplementation that can help balance some things out and just help our body function a little better until we get things back in balance. Um, so check that out because it's another great, um, strategy that could actually be really helpful for you. So um, as you may have gathered from these recent episodes on weight loss plateau, conquering it really requires understanding what your body is telling um, and what's at the root of your weight loss plateau uh, to, so that you can then try some of these different strategies to see what will get you moving forward in the direction you want to go again. And um, just remember and keep in mind that um, sustainable weight loss involves all the parts of us, right? It's not just about our physical body, but it's also our mind and our spirit. Um, I have found that actually, especially our mind is behind a lot more of our challenges than our physical body. Um, and we're kind of taught or, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like an oversight or just something like I don't really hear um, a lot of other folks talking about um, the way that that comes into play with regard to your weight loss and your overall effort to change your physique and lose weight. So um, weight loss or body transformation is very unique to each different person. Um, and like I, I've talked about in the past, you know, a lot of the stuff out there is not really designed with this in mind. A lot of it is um, kind of like, here's the approach and, you know, this is what you do. And you stick to it religiously until you get results kind of a thing. And it doesn't really take into consideration uh, some of those unique differences that people have. Um, and I've seen this as kind of a gap. So that's why I created the Phoenix Rising programs um, to really help with a lot of this, um, their, the nutrition approach, but also through the coaching that I offer. Um, part of that is going to be working with you to see like where you're at, what's working, what's not working and what we can change and what we can try. Um, to get you where you want to be and get you the results that you want. So I have a number of different options from group coaching approaches to private one-on-one -on -one coaching, as well as just like a DIY kind of self-driven approach, if that's what you want too. Um, so check those out. If you want to get a flavor of it, just start with the free 30-day training program. Um, I've got the link in the episode description that you can grab there, or you can check it out on my bios on this page, Faith Fitness Joy, or on my Rochelle Renee uh, profile and my Instagram. So check that out if you want to get a feel for it. Otherwise, you can also book a free transformation session with me um, and we'll sit down and we'll get a plan laid out for you, whether it involves working with me or just um, what you can start doing for yourself to get where you want to go. Um, so I'm offering those for free right now. Um, those are usually $150 a session. So um, again, you want to take advantage of that and get in on that. Um, the link is in the episode description to that. Or you could just message me on social media and find out how you can get booked. Um, so yeah, use those links. Otherwise, that is all I have for you today. And that kind of concludes our little mini series about weight loss plateau and what causes them and what you can do to break it. 
Um, as always, I really hope this has been helpful for you and that you you had some maybe aha moments or some things that you're excited to try to see if it'll help you get moving in the right direction again if you've been stuck or even if you're just trying to get started and you're not sure how to go about beginning with a weight loss program or effort. So thank you so much for joining me today um, and tuning in. And um, I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining Faith Fitness Joy today. I hope you found something helpful in today's episode. I would love to hear what you think. So please leave a comment and let me know what you found helpful or what you would like to learn more about in future episodes. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe. You can also connect with me on social media at Faith Fitness Joy on either Instagram or Facebook. Or please join my private Faith Fitness Joy Facebook group where I offer lots of great information, master classes, and weekly channel guidance, and more. Check out my blog at www.faithfitnessjoy.com. This is Rochelle Weiss, wishing you health and happiness of mind, body, and soul. Thank you.